Welcome to Science from the Other Side with Fern Rone. I'm your host, Fern Rone, and this is the place to share stories of science and messages received from the other side. Today I am joined by author Myra Rayen. Rayen is the author of the memoir, Georgia Haven, A Love Story Across States and Time, which was published last year, and the soon-to-be-released memoir, Beyond These Green Eyes, a memoir of fragmented pieces and rediscovery. She is also an editor for a healthcare publishing company and leads a survivors of suicide support group in her adopted city of Atlanta. Hi, Myra. Hi, Fern. Nice to talk to you. I know. I'm so glad we're doing this. We're a perfect example of social media doing a good thing. Like People can say whatever they want about the internet, and there are a lot of ills and pitfalls, but when it connects like-minded people who are meant to connect, which is us, I have to say thank you to Instagram. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more with you. I loved reading your bio. So you're in Atlanta now, but you were actually born in Brazil, raised in Miami, um, but with some time in Grand Cayman and London, which that sounds wonderful. Did your parents move for work? (laughs) Yeah. So my father, he was a bank manager for an international bank for many, many years. And so we just had the opportunity to be transferred from place to place, country to country. And when I was a little girl, my dad was given the opportunity to uproot the family either to the United States or Canada, and he chose the U.S., and so we came here. How old were you and your parents divorced? I was 11 years old. And then you lived in Miami until then you went to college in Florida? So I once I graduated high school, so I did middle school and high school in Miami, and I went to Loyola in New Orleans my freshman year, so oh, I nice. left mm-hmm. uh, the city and the state, but that's not where I graduated from. I ended up graduating from Florida State University, FSU, in Tallahassee, nice. Florida. How did you end up in Atlanta? So the short answer, the easy <laughs> answer is... <laughs> I got a wonderful, extraordinary job opportunity, and I could not resist it. It's an amazing company, and I moved here. So that's the short answer, but the long answer is (laughs) book length, literally. So the answer, the real answer you can find in Georgia Haven. So the Uh long answer (laughs) is, in a nutshell, I fell in love with somebody here, And uh, we dated, we broke up, but even after we broke up, I was so in love with Georgia. I just felt this was the state where I belonged. So I pursued the opportunity to come here, and then the job presented itself. Nice. And you had an epiphany moment when you were actually on the other side of the coast, um, on the Pacific Crest Trail in Oregon, where you literally heard a voice telling you to you would soon move to Georgia. Was that before or after you met this person that you ended so, up dating? Um, so the, the person, he, he's known as Declan in my memoir, <laughs> Georgia Haven. So I was dating Declan at the time. And it's very interesting. I feel like we have certain surreal moments in life mm-hmm. that really cause us to pause and pay attention and reflect. And so mm-hmm. that occurred to me. We were dating at the time, and I was in Oregon visiting a friend this was a couple of years ago and he took me to the Pacific Crest Trail that was my one request I wanted to go on the Pacific Crest Trail because I had read the book Wild by Cheryl Strayed which was then made into the Oscar nominated movie starring Reese Witherspoon and I was on the Pacific Crest Trail and by myself my friend said have your own time and I just 
I started crying because I started remembering what I read in the book Wild and Cheryl Strait had lost Mm -hmm. her mother and I had lost my mother and I really, you know, related so much to it. And all Mm -hmm. of a sudden I'm at the top of the the little hill and yeah, I heard this voice say, Myra, your time in Florida is up. Florida no Mm -hmm. longer serves you. You've done everything you could do in Florida. Soon you're going to be moving to Georgia. And when the time comes, you're going to have to be bold and brave and take that step. And it was just so very clear to me when Mm -hmm. I heard that. And it's in a chapter in Georgia Haven. I talk about this experience. And it was just very, very clear. And so it was six months later, I started looking for job opportunities in Atlanta. And within a month, I got my job. And it was God's work and God's timing, it was mm-hmm. just perfect. When you say you hear a voice, like I've heard, um, you know, like I, I feel like I've heard voices in the sense that I describe it as um, like I don't hear my grand, literally my grandfather's voice talking to me. I just hear, you know, these words coming from my mind that are not my words. <laughs> like, I, like I feel like I wouldn't say this to myself. This is obviously coming from somewhere else. Is that what it felt like for you? You just put the, took the words out of my mouth. That's exactly how I would describe it, and that's exactly how I was describing it to my best friend today. We were kind of having this conversation, and I said to her, I can differentiate when it's my thoughts from right. something else just coming to me. And like you said, no, I'm not hearing this other distinctive voice, but it's just mm-hmm. these words and reflections and thoughts that come into my head, and I can just mm-hmm. tell it's this feeling that they're not my own. Right. That's exactly, exactly how my experience is as well. Incredible. And so um, I don't want to give too much away, but you uh, moved to Atlanta, and then you um, obviously fell in love with the city, and you call him Declan in the book, but did you also call him River, or am I confusing two characters? Oh, so that's an excellent question. So those are two different people. So Declan was a person that I was, he's in a relationship with. Uh, Our our story takes place over the course of three years. I was madly Mm -hmm. in love with him and everything. Then we broke up. um, So sorry, spoiler alert for anybody who reads Georgia (laughs) Haven. But uh, we broke up and then I moved to Atlanta. When I met, when I moved to Atlanta, I met a man, let's call him River, because I'm all about protecting mm-hmm. people's privacy. Mm-hmm. So I met River two months I two months after I moved to Atlanta. And then River completely also changed my life. He is no longer mm-hmm. with us um, in this present day. But they're two separate people. So Georgia Haven mm-hmm. is about okay. my relationship with Declan. River has nothing to do with Georgia Haven. He was somebody I met. After I moved to Atlanta and five months after I met him, he was gone. Is he the subject of Beyond These Green Eyes? So, no, he's not even the subject of Beyond These Green Eyes. So, Beyond These Green Eyes, in a nutshell, it's a compilation memoir. I wrote it before Georgia Haven, actually. And it's just a bunch of personal narratives, personal essays Mm -hmm. that I wrote in my 20s. And in my early 30s, just about different life experiences I had, whether it touches upon family matters or just dating or sex or spirituality, it's little snapshots about a bunch mm-hmm. of different little things. It just gives you a glimpse 
into different experiences I've had in my adult mm-hmm. life, but no, it doesn't talk about River at all because it was written before I met River. The third memoir, which I'm currently working on, which won't be released until next year, that one does talk about River because it is okay. a grief memoir specifically, mm-hmm. and I've you know I've experienced three great grief losses, and River mm-hmm. was one of them. But no, River is not covered in Georgia Haven, nor is he mentioned in Beyond These Green Eyes, but he will be part of my grief memoir. That I was going to say, a, he sounds like there's a book there. Yeah, okay. And, yeah, and, yeah, absolutely. And um, yesterday, you experienced um, two signs, which I think are phenomenal, if you could describe them. Yeah, sure. So, well, I'll share a little bit of my connection with River. So, like I said, River was somebody I met in Atlanta. We briefly dated, and then we became friends. And so we weren't officially in a relationship like or anything like that. But, you know, we had our a little fling, I guess you can call it, and then we mm-hmm. were good friends. And he, unfortunately, he took his life uh, mm-hmm. five months after we met, and that was rocked my world, rocked my mm-hmm. world, of course, as anybody can imagine. Even though I knew him for such a short period of time, I feel like I had, I was starting to really get to know him, and uh, mm-hmm. he was going through a lot in his life. And so after he uh, passed away, I started getting these very clear signs from him. So I was with him the day he passed away. So mm-hmm. our connection was very, very strong. So after mm-hmm. he passed away, I started getting little signs through journals, started appearing in my apartment on the floor out of nowhere. Um and I had a box with mementos and memories that we shared between us. And one of the things I had in this box was a deck of cards because he and I would play cards every now and then. And mm-hmm. one time I saw one of these cards on my floor and I was like, how did that get there? I <laughs> keep the deck of cards in the box that's in my closet. Mm-hmm. This makes no sense. Mm-hmm. So it right. made me pause. A couple of hours later, I went back into my room. All of a sudden, there were two cards on my floor. <gasps> and I was like, no, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> so went about my business, went back again a little while later, and it went back to one card. So it went one card, two cards, then back to one. And oh, I wow. was just so freaked out. I was so freaked out. And I knew it was him because these were a deck of cards associated mm-hmm. with him. Mm-hmm. So right. that was a very eerie experience. And then the journals, it was kind of the same thing. One day I saw one of my journals just in the middle of my floor out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And the same thing, a couple of hours. So I removed that journal. A couple of hours later, went back to my bedroom, and there was another journal in the middle of my floor. Wow. I mean, what was m- most astounding to me is I've had signs over the years of, like, something mm. You know, you see like pennies on the floor, little things like that. Mm-hmm. But to have a sign so concrete where it was the movement of an object, mm-hmm. right. that was just so eerie and mind-blowing to me. Mm-hmm. I had never had a sign so concrete like that where, you know, again, like I said, the box was in my closet. How is a card going to jump out from inside a box into my mm-hmm. floor, onto mm-hmm. my floor. I ended up calling his parents. It was like midnight on a Saturday. And I said, I need to talk to you guys. There's something going oh. on. 
And so I called uh, his parents, and, you know, we had a, co- a good conversation. And he's been were so they, present they were in receptive? my life. That's good. Yes. So okay. his parents um, were really good friends, and uh, they are extraordinary human beings. Um, I actually only met his parents after he passed away. So, oh. um, and now we're, we're, we're very close now because Aww. again, remember I only knew River for a short period of time mm-hmm. and then, um, yeah. he passed. So, yeah, but we're very close now and, and River continues to make his, his presence known. Uh, for <laughs> example, uh, you were talking about the YouTube, uh, mm-hmm. video. So just to refer to that. So this week is of significance for me because, well, hmm. not this week, next week, because next week on May 14th will mark two years that we met. We met ago, we hmm. met two years ago on May 14th. And so he's been on my mind a lot just thinking of mm-hmm. everything that has transpired in two years. So yeah. as I've been thinking about him yesterday, was it yesterday? Yes, yesterday mm-hmm. morning. I listen to YouTube music all the time, and I go to the YouTube homepage, and this video pops up of worship music, and it's the title of the song was River in Your Presence, the mm-hmm. title of the song, <laughs> River in Your Presence. So and I was just, mm-hmm. it, yeah, it was so wild, and that occurred. And then this morning, and I'm sure you can maybe relate to this, Burn. sometimes we have signs, but we question ourselves, mm-hmm. am I trying to put meaning to this? Or is this right. really a sign, right? So right. I have those moments sometimes. And so this morning I was talking to him and I said, you know, River, if that really was a sign and it's not me trying to attribute meaning to it, give me another sign. Mm-hmm. And I just had this hunch feeling to go on Google News. And and I never go on Google News, but I had this uh-huh. hunch feeling. <laughs> so I go on Google News and the third article down was titled and talking about uh, the Mississippi River that mm-hmm. just flooded or something like that. And that was in the <laughs> title, Mississippi River. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's his name, yeah. or his, as he's known publicly. And, uh-huh. yeah, it's just amazing, absolutely The amazing. confirmation for me, the confirmation was what happened later that day with your mom. Oh, yes. So what happened? So I have lost uh, both my parents. I'm an Mm -hmm. only child. I've lost both my parents. Um, My parents, Mm -hmm. it's okay, uh, to -hmm. natural causes. And um, and so I lost my mother seven years ago now in June. And my parents are also with me and they've made it very evident. And Mm -hmm. one of the ways this happened was yesterday, last night, I was out and I was with a group of friends at a Brazilian bar and we're there with a group and a girl approaches the group and she knew a couple of the the members in the group and I introduced myself and I said hi you know my name's Myra and I said what's your name and she said Terezinha and (laughs) I almost fell backwards because I said wait what did you say she said Terezinha and I said you've got to be kidding me so Terezinha was my mother's name. Now, mm-hmm. Terezinha is not a common name in Brazil. It's not common like Mary, let's say, right? Mary right. Or, or Maria, for example. Mm-hmm. It's not a common name. So, And it wasn't Teresa. It was specifically mm-hmm. Terezinha. <laughs> and, yeah, and that was just crazy in that moment so when I, she said that was her name. Like, just insane. 
Perfect. I feel like that those two things happened on the same day. Like you call him River and that popped up on your YouTube like and got your attention. And then just to confirm, like, yep, we're playing the name game today. You would meet someone with your mother's very unusual name on the same day. I think that, you know, they often, these things often come like with a, a second validation just to be like, yes, you were saying, you're on the right track. This is definitely a sign. And it was like name day yesterday. It's interesting you say that. <laughs> yeah, and it's interesting you say that, Firm, because what I notice when we get signs from the other sign, in, in, in terms of it being confirmation, one of the ways that you have the confirmation is when you notice the pattern. So, for mm-hmm. example, the pattern of with River, it was one journal, then it was another journal. The pattern of it was one card, then it was another card. So it was a pattern of just repeatedly showing mm-hmm. the same object again and again. And so yeah. and then from yesterday to today, like you said, it was the pattern of the name game. That's yeah. always just confirmation when you can see a pattern in the signs as well. Absolutely. So because of River, I imagine, is how you got involved with getting certifications and survivors of suicide support group yeah absolutely uh mm-hmm. so i had that that's the the real reason why i got involved um i had uh, ex- i had experienced before even before meeting river you know been around other individuals who suffered from depression and whatnot and things like that uh but with river it just rocked my world completely like my my life just completely changed when mm. he he passed away and it just became so clear of what my calling was supposed Mm. to be and part of my calling. And I certainly, I didn't want his life to be in vain. And I just wanted to, it just shifted the direction of my life. It gave me a purpose. And yeah, I started then just uh, looking into the suicide prevention and aftercare field to see what I could do. So I went through a very um, difficult grief journey after Mm -hmm. he passed away. There was, there was a lot of um, complexities as part of it. There was a lot of trauma involved. I was diagnosed with PTSD at one point. And Mm -hmm. so it was a very difficult journey. And one of the things that helped me tremendously though, was I found a support group in Atlanta for survivors of suicide. And when I say survivors of suicide, in the suicide community, we refer to survivors as those who have lost a loved one to suicide. So not somebody who's attempted. So there's just to make that distinction. So I started attending this group and it helped me tremendously. It saved my life. It really saved my life. And afterwards I wanted to just do more and see, you know, what can I do for others? What can I do to give others hope? Because the truth is we all go through our dark periods. We all go through Mm -hmm. our dark moments and we need the reminder that we're not alone. You know, you don't right. need to go through this alone, whatever it may be. So, yeah, so I started uh, looking into that, and I got certified. I did uh, what's called assist certification, and then I also got uh, certified to be a facilitator for the support mm-hmm. groups and to also attend home sessions when deemed mm-hmm. necessary. So say somebody has lost a loved one and they want – 
a survivor to come to their home and just talk to them privately and have that conversation mm-hmm. with them and provide resources that maybe could be helpful. So that's also part of my certification. And yeah, so now what I do currently, aside from my regular uh, job and my mm-hmm. book publishing, is that mm-hmm. I am a facilitator once a month at our main location of survivors of suicide here in Atlanta. And that has That's been wonderful. one of the most fulfilling things I've ever done. Absolutely. Wow. How wonderful. It's so interesting. Your journey seems like so, it couldn't have been written better. Like you were <laughs> meant to meet this guy who got you to Atlanta, who you fell in love with Atlanta. Then you met this other guy. Sadly, <laughs> what happened happened. Couldn't have been prevented. But it led you on this other journey that that you sounds like you were meant to be on. Do you ever think of that? Yeah. Is it you know, I'm no, sure. I never really thought of it that way, but that's oh. <laughs> um that's an excellent observation because you're right, everything's kind of intertwined. And uh it just goes to show how so many things we go through in life is is connected and it's to help mm-hmm. us get to this other side or to the next step or to meet yeah. somebody else that's supposed to be impactful in your life and make a difference. So yeah, it's all connected. That's a very wonderful observation. And yeah, it, it was all connected. And even with river, for example, so I, I've done a couple of readings recently with this extraordinary uh, medium psychic and he came through in one of them Mm. and um, I had a dream that he had crossed over and my father had assisted him with crossing over uh, along with this other person that he knew. And then when I had my reading with my medium and he came through, uh, he mentioned that he knew what I was doing, that I was assisting Mm. those in uh, suicide aftercare And Mm. in the reading, he came through and he noted this and he said, you know, please tell her thank you for doing this. And it was just, it was, yeah, it's it's such a full circle moment there. That's the thing when it comes to grief, grief loss, and just getting signs from the other side as, as devastating as grief loss can be and is Mm -hmm. for all of us. I feel Mm -hmm. if you've ever lost a piece of your heart, then you know what grief is like, truly. But as devastating as that can be, it can also be comforting when you reach that full circle moment and you realize that you're all still very much connected. One of my favorite quotes about death is the one that says, death ends a life, but not a relationship. Perfect. That is a perfect quote. What do you say to someone who feels like it's not the same. And that's what makes me sad. Like it's, it, we still, I know they're here. I know it's still a relationship, but I want them to talk back to me in the natural, like in the physical and they're not here. And that's what makes me sad. What's the advice that you give? Well, first, first of all, I absolutely, I think it's important to recognize when a person is feeling that way, because I do understand that if, if there's one thing that will never go away with me not having my parents here anymore is the physical mm-hmm. presence. I mean, As long as we're human beings, we're always going to miss that physical presence because it's such a component of our human experiences. But Mm -hmm. I would also say the connection lives on. And even if you feel it may not be enough, allow Mm -hmm. yourself to have those quiet moments. Because I've Mm. noticed when I allow myself to have those quiet moments, to really be present in the stillness, 
that's when everything starts really coming through and you can mm. feel them. And then you yeah. can hear them speak to you. You can see the signs present themselves. And when you see the signs, that's when you get the validation. And I think right. especially when you're going through a grief journey, you need that validation more than anything. And that's mm-hmm. what helps me. The more signs I get, the more validation I get that, you know, my mom and dad are still around, River's still around, not just me, but his family members, like that provides me so much comfort because the truth yeah. is grief, you never get over grief. That's mm-hmm. that's not, that's a facade. And anybody who says that hasn't experienced grief for themselves. So grief mm-hmm. never goes away. You can't get over it. But the hope is that we can move with it and move mm-hmm. forward with it and just move right. forward with our lives. But just I would encourage right. the person to continue to have that conversation, continue to talk about your loved ones with your friends, strangers, uh, friends, anybody, because mm-hmm. that keeps their memory alive to you. And then you can still feel connected to them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think it's wonderful that you go to individuals' homes because so often people hear, you know, a support group and might be intimidated for a variety of reasons. But to know that there's also this option of 101. I feel like a lot of people don't might not know that, but that's wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the things, for example, we say in our support group, um, when we do the support groups is we're, we're gathered in a group of people and we don't want any person to feel pressured to speak. So we mm-hmm. always process each meeting by saying, hey, we want to give every person here an opportunity to talk, but don't feel pressured to speak. And it's for that reason, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes in in a group setting, you may not feel comfortable, you don't want to let your guard down. And so, and privately, that's where you feel at ease. And we have Mm -hmm. many times after the the group session, it's over, we hang around because a lot of the attendees will come and speak to us privately one-on-one. And we do want to provide the space and the freedom. So, whether it's at the the support group to do that or whether it's going to somebody's home and having the conversation for us, it's just important to provide that safe space where they Mm -hmm. feel there's no judgment, where they feel they can really open up and speak from their hearts because with grief, all emotions are welcomed and certainly tears are welcomed and we want them to feel like they have the space to do that and they're not going to be, judged they're not going to be looked at as crazy because that just doesn't exist when it comes to right right what you're doing is wonderful absolutely wonderful you um so you mentioned that your mom passed seven years ago and your dad passed last year and you were very close to him yeah absolutely yeah so I, i am an only child as i've mentioned and my parents divorced when i was 11 and my dad was uh, it's hard for me to talk about my dad and not shed a tear or two. Yeah. Um, that's how close I was with my dad. My dad was mm-hmm. my my absolute best friend. Everything um, you could want in a in a in another man and, and an example of a extraordinary human being. So, 
Mm. We were we were very tight. He was the kind of person that I could talk to him about anything. It sounds like he was your person. You know, like I always say to my husband and my mother, I'm like, you're my person. Like if my refrigerator breaks, like you're the only two who really like like that I would call or every little detail. Like I call my mother and I'm like, I'm making chicken. And she's like, okay, like call her a thousand times a day. Yeah. You know, you have, everyone has that like that person. It sounds like he was your person he was make the grief um so probably different kind of grief like more just palpable because he you can't call him up and be like i you know i ran out of gas or you know you like that one person who cares about that stuff for you exactly exactly yeah and he was certainly that person for me and even through my hardships he was the very first person i would call and he would just Mm -hmm. listen to me for hours on end i mean when when River passed away, my dad was still here. My dad passed six months later. And when River Aww. passed away, my dad said, get on a plane. I want you to come to Florida. I want you to be with me right now. Get on a plane like Aww. tomorrow. Because uh, I was so devastated. Yeah. And I did. And I flew to Florida the very next day and stayed with him um, for a few Aww. days. And so losing my dad was I mean, I, whenever we lose somebody we love, we feel like we lose a part of ourselves, certainly. But mm-hmm. losing my dad was like losing my person. It was losing my best friend. It was losing yeah. my foundation. In many yeah. ways, I think oh. that's how I would describe it. It was losing my foundation, my stability, my, in in certain regards, maybe even my identity. And yeah. so it was just a, a huge chunk of my life felt uh taken away and so yeah so my father passed a a year ago uh this past Mm -hmm. march and then my mother was almost seven years ago so how i never imagined um, i would be in my 30s and have lost both my parents but yeah and as an only child yeah as an only child it adds i think also another layer of complication just another layer there how did you work through how have you been working through it? He was your person and you don't have a sibling to call when you're like, I'm I'm really missing daddy today. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, and that has been a significant part of my healing journey is figuring mm-hmm. out, okay, well, what am I going to do now? So what mm-hmm. has helped me has been two things um, mainly. So I have, so there's two facilitators at my support group uh, who are um older individuals, older friends, and I've dubbed them my adopted parents. They've really Aww. taken on the role of my adopted parents. So we're super, Aww. super close. We're very tight and I love them unconditionally and they have become my go to person. Uh oh, so if I'm sweet. ever really down or depressed, I can call them immediately and they are there for me. So we have become blessings in each other's lives. Uh they lost their son many years ago to suicide and then I've lost my parents so it's like I've become their daughter they become my adopted yeah. parents so that's number one and puzzle number two is I have I'm sorry puzzle pieces you're meant to find each other yeah exactly really a blessing in disguise yeah really and then the sweet. other thing yeah. I do now is I have two best friends And Mm -hmm. uh, they, again, I go to them for anything, anything. So if I'm having a moment, I will literally text them and say, I'm having a moment, just hear me out. So, Mm -hmm. and I can just call them at any time of day or night. And that's so important to me because as an only child, I feel 
part of my survival of an only Mm -hmm. child who no longer has her parents here on earth, part of my survival really depends on having an outlet and having Mm -hmm. somebody I can turn to because I can't deal with it on my own. I can't. I'm a human being just like the next person, just like you. I can't carry it all on my own because I will break down. So I do have, um, like I said, my friends who I consider my adoptive parents, and I have my Mm -hmm. two best friends that I can go to at any point in time. And it's very refreshing because I can be 100% myself with Mm -hmm. them and just talk about anything and everything. And that's very comforting to just have these people that I know I can truly count on, just like my father was that person for me that I could truly count on. How nice. That is so nice. Are they friends from childhood or in more recent years? Yeah. So, okay. So I have one best friend Mm -hmm. who's in South Florida. Uh, Mm -hmm. If if anybody reads Georgia Haven, so she's Oceana in the book. So that's her, her name in the book. (laughs) So, (laughs) and she's in Florida. We've known each other for over 10 years now. And then I have another friend here in Atlanta that I met after I moved and we became like soul sisters. <laughs> we were nice. our friendship is just one of those we met and we mm-hmm. hit it off right away and mm-hmm. um we just yeah. understood each other because she has also lost both her parents, believe it or not. Oh, yeah. And so we instantly connected with that. I always say it's quality over quantity. Like you don't have to stay friends with someone who you've known for however many years because you can find a friend who you feel like you've known forever in your adulthood too. Like it could be the same quality of a friendship. All that matters is quality. So it sounds like that's what you found, which is so nice. Like you found your soul sister. Yeah, definitely. Cause you know, we do go through seasons of change in life. Mm-hmm. We all do. And for me, as I get older, it does come down to quality uh, versus mm-hmm. quantity. I mean, when we're in high school, we all have a million friends, but then right. as we get older, we realize that's not really how it is. You know, things mm-hmm. change and life takes us in different directions, but then there are those few there's that number of people that you really want to hold on to, like the people that know my heart and I know I can unequivocally be myself no matter what. uh, Those are the people I want to hold on to for this entire life journey, because I know that they will, will be there for me and they cherish me and appreciate me just as much as I cherish and appreciate them too. I have, um, one best friend who I've been best friends with since I'm two and and I it's the same thing like I feel like I can just she loves me any which way and I can tell her anything and we can talk about anything and then I have friends who I've met only in the past couple of years and I feel like I've known them maybe in a past life or something but yeah it's it's the quality and it doesn't necessarily matter how long but yeah I completely understand That is so interesting you say that. (laughs) It's, you know, you were talking about how you feel like you may have known them in a different Mm -hmm. life because Mm -hmm. I have thought about that as well. So with Oceana, we've had this conversation many times because she will, just to give a small example, she's also lost her mom. Her mom Mm -hmm. died a couple of years before mine did. And then mine Mm -hmm. passed away. When my mother died, she she was with me. 
at the moment that I got the news. And at the time, you know, she was the only friend I had who had lost a mother. And so I thought that was God's working. God made sure that when I got the news that my mother had passed away, she was with me because she was the only one who knew what that's like. And so Mm -hmm. we've had these parallel coincidences, I guess, in life where Mm -hmm. she's gone through something, then I go through it, or I go through something, then she goes through it. It's very eerie. And we've had conversations about, like, we we must have known each other in a different (laughs) lifetime. And just like my friend here, what are the chances to meet somebody else in your age bracket who is an only child? So my uh, my best friend here, she's an only child Mm -hmm. like me, who has also lost their parents and mm-hmm. you just happen to meet each other on a whim and right. um yeah i, yeah. I really i certainly Meant believe be. we cro- all cross paths for a reason yes mm-hmm. for sure mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. beautiful you are just a lovely absolutely lovely wonderful person i am so happy we connected just Aww. talking to you as we've talked this past 40 minutes i'm like she is a gem like i hope you have just wonderful success with all your books i cannot wait to read all of them there are so many more books in you so i hope you keep writing um oh thank just, you appreciate it's, it's that true it's really true and you're just wonderful and where can everyone i'll put it in the show notes but if you could just say where everyone can find you on social media and your website sure absolutely so social media you can find me on instagram it's inspire rayan so inspire and then rayan r-a-y-a-n-n-e or you can also go to my website, www.myrarayan, altogether, myrarayan.com. And uh, you can also email me at myrarayan at yahoo.com. Perfect. Thank you again so, so much. This was wonderful. Thank you, Fernando. This was absolutely great chatting with you. And like you said, it's always great to connect with like-minded individuals. Thank you for listening to Signs from the Other Side. You can find me, Fern Rone, on all social media at Fern Rone, R-O-N-A-Y. And be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so there can be more episodes of Signs from the Other Side in the future. Thank you again and sweet dreams.